0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Jack Midkiff Podcast. I am so thankful that you decided to download this podcast and to join us today. From whatever uh, direction you are here, you're here, I'm here, we're here together. So I'm glad and uh, I hope that something that we talk about today will make you happy. I hope it inspires you. Hope it's insightful, instructional, and I hope it's fun. So I'd like to invite you to also share this podcast with your friends. Let people know what we're doing because we're just trying to get the word out, the good word about the good God that we serve. So before we go any further, though, I just want to tell you that I'm just so thankful for the church that I get to attend and I get to be a part of. It's High Praises Church, and it's in Maryville, Tennessee, and I just want to I don't always do this, but I want to take a minute to invite you to come and be a part of High Praises Church. I get to be the pastor, too, so that's really uh, influential probably as how I like it so good. But we got so many good people and so many wonderful things going on, and there's a place for you at High Praises Church, and if you're looking for a church, you are in luck because we're looking for people. We're also really close to the, uh, the Maryville campus is really close to the Great Smoky Mountains. If you ever decide you want to come to the mountains and be a part of all the bears and the coyotes and all the the adventures in Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge, why don't you plan on making one of those stops, High Praises Church, and uh, I believe it'll be a good addition to your trip. I want to talk today about true humility. Humility is one of those things I think sometimes misunderstood. Humility is one of those things that are mis- it's misinterpreted. Sometimes someone that's really humble can be viewed as someone that is uh, pious almost, kind of to themselves. Maybe, well, they think more of themselves than they should when really they're just a humble person. Because true humility is when you are confident enough to prefer others. Now, that's, a, that's my own definition. So if that isn't exactly what Webster calls humility, go with him, right? <laughs> but as I have dealt with a lot of people in my life, and I continue to be around people on a daily basis, sometimes, you know, first of all, meekness is not weakness. Humility is being secure enough in who you are to prefer others, to give them a chance first, to let them cut the line, so to speak, on the route to destiny. So uh, humility is something that we need in the world today. We don't need more weakness. We need people to be so full of the love of God, I believe, to be humble, now sometimes we just need uh, to be brought down a notch or two. I, you know, in our in our human flesh, we we get so. Or I know I'll say it like this: I know in the past I've got so wound up and so so excited about doing something that you almost get tunnel vision. You know, makes me think of this little story about this uh, this young guy that was going to go on a date with his. You know, this girl that he'd been wanting to go out with for a long time. And uh, so he went to the local pharmacy in his town, little country town. So he went to the pharmacy and he was telling the pharmacist, he said, I need three one pound boxes of chocolate. And the guy said, Okay but I could sell you one three-pound box a lot cheaper than I could sell you three one-pound boxes. He said, no, 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 I need three one-pound boxes of chocolate. And the pharmacist said, okay, but why? He said, well, see, I'm going on a date with a new girl tonight. And on this date, if she lets me hold her hand, I'm going to give her a box of chocolate. If she lets me put my arm around her, I'm going to give her two boxes of chocolate. And he said, if I get to kiss her at the end of the date, I'm going to give her all three boxes of chocolate. Pharmacist said, okay, whatever. He sold it to him. The young guy went off. He went on down the road. Well, that night he went, that evening he went, he knocked on the door, and the, the girl's father came to the door and said, come on in. We're about to eat dinner. You can have dinner with us. So he went in and he sat down with a Put all the food on the table. And the father looked over at the young guy and said, would you like to say the blessing? He said, yes, sir, I would. So he bowed his head and he started praying and he prayed and he prayed and he prayed and he just prayed and prayed and prayed. Finally, he said, amen. They ate after the the dinner. They went, walked out the door, started on their date. The young girl said, I did not realize how religious you are. The guy looked back at her and said, I didn't realize your daddy was a pharmacist either. <laughs> so the moral of that story is certain things we can get excited and we can kind of lose focus and we can get our own ideologies and our ideas about how things should go. And then we can get our wings clipped a little bit and go, "Ooh, <laughs> I didn't realize that. The best way to maintain True humility is to be like Jesus. Jesus is the best example as a Christian that I can find to follow that he was very sure of who he was. He was not intimidated by the world's standards, but yet he did not bulldoze his way in. He, in fact, loved his way in. Well, what does that mean? Loved his way in. Well, you have have to first know what the attributes of love is. Love is kindness. Love is preferring someone else over yourself. Love is forgiveness. If you want to know what the true definition of love is, go to 1 Corinthians 13, verses 4 through 7, and it gives the entire list. Um, So humility is one of the most misunderstood words, I believe, in the world, Because most people think humble people are real shy people. Most people think humble people are uh, kind of bashful and always stays in the background. You know what? Sometimes people are more introverted and some people are more extroverted. But you can be humble no matter what area of that line you fall on. I believe that true humility—now this, there again, just another one of my uh, personal opinions—but I believe that true humility comes when you align your thoughts with God's Word, because God's Word is 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 a great example of how we are to react, respond, treat people, and move forward in our life. So being humble enough— To set our own opinions and our own uh, thoughts, our own ideologies aside if they do not line up with God's thoughts, opinions, and ideologies. Because God's got the answer. God is, right? (laughs) As a matter of fact, before you had any thoughts, he was. God always was, is, and always will be. He's infinite. Putting God's ways before your ways will always allow the right thing to come in your life, or at least that's my opinion. Godly humility involves not low self-esteem, but to be truly, uh, to, to truly walk in godly humility, I believe that you have to have a lot of self-respect. Because the actions that you take, the words that you speak, the thoughts that you have are spawned by God Himself. That doesn't mean you're perfect. Oh, my goodness. In our, in our earthly thoughts, our minds, our actions, we're not going to be perfect till Jesus comes. And that's that could be tomorrow, but it could be a long time. So we, we could live our entire life on this earth and... What we have is a, the sum of what we end up with will be the decisions we make. Part of that comes from our attitude, and it also comes from—and uh, our attitude, necessarily, is affected by our humility. And so godly humili- humility involves self-respect, and it's marked by the re- total refusal to devalue yourself— I've heard a lot of people say, oh, I'm nothing. I'm just, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't think of yourself as nothing because God thought so much of you that he sent his only begotten son to die for you so that you could live, so that you could have life. And not only to have life, but have it more abundantly. Psalm 139, 14 It says, I thank you, God, for making me so mysteriously complex. Everything you do is marvelously breathtaking. So let's stop right there for a second. I'll read the rest of that verse in a second. But thank you, God, for making me so mysteriously complex. No matter how young or old you are, how long ago, how many days ago has it been since you really maybe detected something that you didn't even know about yourself. Maybe you didn't know how you would respond in a certain situation and you go, oh, <laughs> took that better than I thought, or, oh, I shouldn't have said that. So you've just, you've just learned something about your thinking. You've just learned something about your internal makeup, so to speak. You've learned something about your core set of values, So uh, when when you see that scripture, like I just read, we have a lot of mysterious things in us that we should always, our entire life, our lifetime, we should keep that attitude of, God, show me new things about me today. You have made me so mysteriously complex. And I want to learn more about who I am. I want to learn more. Have you ever got a new device, new computer, phone? And maybe you've had it for a while. And then all of a sudden, someone, usually your child, if you're of any age whatsoever, uh, will take it from you. And they'll say, hey, it does this and this and this. And all of a sudden, it opens up a whole new world in that little device. You can do things with that device that you never knew possible. It wasn't because the device wasn't able. It's because you didn't know about it. When we, when we look at ourselves as something mysteriously complex, we're not thinking more highly of ourselves. Why? Because we're only as, like when I look at a product, I think, yeah, how great the product is, but I also think about how incredibly smart the inventor was to come up with this idea we all know that steve jobs uh, left such an incredible legacy of his creative ability well look at henry ford you know i'm thankful that i only ride my bicycle when i want to (laughs) why because he created the the uh, automobile that i can get in and, and now You know, it's not a Model T or Model A. It's, uh, quite frankly, I I have air conditioning. Well, it all started, though, because he thought about it and he came up with it. So you have capabilities inside of you that you have to have this mindset that, God, I am something special and thinking that you are created something special doesn't mean that you're that you have the right nor that you would take it like oh man i'm so good i'm so man i'm so smart well it, it, true humility is knowing your worth and yet giving god all the credit giving him all the credit for all the wonderful things you're able to do if you've ever helped anybody you should say Thank you, Jesus, for that idea. If you've ever been able to give to anyone, thank you, God, for the ability to get so that I can give. So if you finish that, it says, uh, it simply amazes me to think about it, how thoroughly you know me, Lord. So in other words, we're God's workmanship. So do you think of things that God made or makes as bad? No, you don't. You, what do we say? Oh, God is so wonderful. We look at the mountains. We live in a region, personally, I live in a region where the mountains are amazing. And I go to the Great Smoky Mountains, and I think, how majestic and how wonderful. God, thank you for creating that. And, or we go out west. A, a few years ago, we went on a vacation out west, and those mountains out there are are incredible also and then you go out in the desert and you look at all this and, and and you you just look around and you go god you're so wonderful you created and then we want to look in the mirror and go ugh <laughs> it, it shouldn't work that way but true humility is being able to look in the mirror and go yeah you do have worth yeah, you are good for people around you. Yeah, you do have something special. But all in the same thought, you're saying, thank you, God, because you know that it comes because of him, not because of you. You're kind of like um, an avenue that God uses to get the goodness into this world. One of my favorite preachers, uh taught me something by hearing them say this. They said, God will get to you what He can get through you. So you know what? Today, if you want to become something greater, be an avenue that God can get great things through. You want um, great businesses around you? You want to be attached to great businesses? Then be someone that goes to your place of employment one day and you decide, I'm going to give my very best to this. Because... Ephesians 6 8 says, whatever you make happen in someone else's life, God makes happen in your life. So we are God's workmanship. So in, in essence, now I'm talking about true true humility, and I'm going to make a statement that doesn't sound initially too humble. If we're God's workmanship, we're wonderful. I know you've met people your whole life that you're thinking, oh, you think you're Mr. Wonderful. Oh, you think you're Miss God's gift. Well, guess what? They were right. Maybe, maybe they took the wrong attitude about getting it out, okay? <laughs> but they were actually right. We just have to make sure that we temper God's, His, His personality into the creation which is us cuz his personality is that of what i talked about with jesus true humility this wonderfulness that i'm talking about that <laughs> that we are we just have to remember it isn't because of anything we do it isn't because of anything that it's like it's about you know kind of like another story that i that comes to mind uh, this this atheist was, you know, they didn't believe in God and they were just trying to, they just come up and they were just come up against God himself and just, you're not real, we don't believe in you, you you haven't done anything. And someone around them said, well, let's come up with a test and let's just see how, see who's better. And he said, okay. And the atheist actually said, well, I'm going to create a a being and I'm going to do it and I'm going to show I'm going to do it just like he said talking about God I'm going to do it just like he said he did and I'm going to do it better so he writes down and he got uh, a handful of dirt and all of a sudden God went oh no no if this is going to be fair he said use your own dirt (laughs) well the moral of that story is God creates everything God, I see God as the absolute epitome of everything good. Nothing we enjoy comes anywhere but from God. So it's easy for me, no matter how confident I am, no matter how assured of my ability on this earth that I am, it makes it real easy to go, I can only do this because of the God in me. I can only do this because of the greatness of the one I serve. And that also takes me to another place of understanding that we really do need to remind ourselves on a daily basis that we are the creation of God. We are His workmanship and so we can do all things because He doesn't make a mistake. We see false humility in the world when we see people pretend to be humble but deep down they have ulterior motives what i'm talking about today is when you see god for who he is then it helps you keep your motives right it helps you keep your thought processes right it it helps you keep going in the right direction we look in the old testament moses he's uh A figure that we hear talked about a lot moses had true humility in numbers 12 3 it says now moses was a very humble man more humble than anyone else on the face of the earth see moses agreed with god and he had to have courage to do what god told him he could do why because in the flesh he immediately saw his shortcomings When God said, you're going to leave my people out, what did Moses do? Immediately, he started finding fault with himself. Well, well, I can't do that, God. I can't even talk plain. I have this stuttering issue. And God reminded him that he could do it. And Moses, he didn't go into this self-destructive mode of going, oh, no, oh, no. I'm going to walk away because... I couldn't ever do that. He took God's Word, and he refocused himself, not focusing on the speech impediment, but focusing on the power within himself put there by God himself. And so sometimes it's really difficult and different when the world tells you you can't do something, whether whether you are... Uh, told you can't do it because of your color, because of your gender, because of your beliefs in, you know, because I personally believe that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. That's, that's what kind of constitutes my Christianity, right? Because He is the way. But inside of that, there's a lot of people that have a lot of different doctrinal ideas, and so, if your doctrinal ideas inhibit you or have inhibited you, you know, I would even encourage you to uh, challenge inside yourself what you believe or what you've been taught or indoctrinated with 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 the Word of God. What does the Word say about that? What does the Word say about that idea? There's been times that I have I very much appreciate recognize and honor my heritage but there's a few things that I was taught as a young boy that I don't necessarily agree with today because I have found for myself what I believe the word say, says that's not that doesn't give me the right to interpret it any way I want to but it does give me the ability to discern the Word of God and because, You know, doctrines, man-made doctrines or or man-taught doctrines, I should say. I think a lot of good people have had a lot of good intentions and just kind of got off track also. So you have to understand that maybe today you've been held back in your employment, your ministry. You've been held back because you've been taught one way and you feel like it. To be prideful or arrogant to kind of go against that. Well, I'm not telling you to be rebellious. I'm just telling you to understand that you are beautifully, wonderfully, and greatly <laughs> made, and you are a gift to this world. And God didn't look, He didn't make you step back and go, uh oh, He did not. He put in you what you need to succeed. So just like Moses. Moses said, I can't talk plain. I stutter." God said, "Uh, that don't matter. I've got a plan for your life. And thank God Moses was humble enough, yet confident enough in who he was in God that he he did what um, God told him to do. In Psalms 25 uh, verse 9, it says, he guides the humble in what is right and teaches them his way. So trust in God to that degree, I believe, sets us apart from the ones who might actually let popular opinion determine what they do. True humility, as I said earlier, is a sign of true confidence because I can be humble. I don't have to prove my point when I'm walking in true humility. Because being humble is the opposite of being (laughs) self-centered. It really is. So if someone wants to argue and I'm confident that I know what I know and I believe and I know why I believe what I believe, then I don't have to get in that cat fight, so to speak. You know what I mean? I don't have to start mincing words with someone. Because the Bible says in another place, be slow to speak be slow to respond gives you more time to calculate what you say proverbs 18:21 says death and life are in the power of the tongue when you calculate what you say then you have the ability to say what you really want to taking ourselves out of the center of the situation and instead putting god's word in the center of that situation allows him to exalt us to a place of recognition. And we're not out there trying to be arrogant and rude and push our way in, but we're putting him first, we're lifting him up, so he then can take us and lift us up. And, and um, it's so important to understand that God loves you and he wants the best for you. God's definition of humility is just remember the complete opposite of the world's definition i'm gonna leave you with one more scripture james four ten. be willing to be made low before the lord and he will exalt you so true humility is agreeing with god and aligning yourself with his word and you know what that does that keeps us safe I want to pray for you. God, I thank you for the ability to be humble. Not weak, not ran over, not overcome by this world, but humble to let you be our God and you exalt us in due time. In Jesus' name, amen. So I want to thank you for being a part of these podcasts. I want to thank you for um, joining us and I want to encourage you and ask you a favor. Share. Tell your friends about it. I want to thank Kenzie Midkiff and Molly Walker for being my producers on this. And I want to encourage you to seek God, know his will for your life, stay humble, and he will exalt you. Have a great day.